Welcome to the Horrible Movie Podcast, a studio DNA podcast. We're available on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at thehorriblemoviepodcast.com. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. You can become a patron of our show and the Studio DNA Network by going to patreon.com slash studio DNA to find out more. Now, here's the show. Hey guys, welcome uh, to the Horrible Movie Podcast. My name is Jack. Thanks for uh, tuning in to this episode. We have back with us for a holiday treat. It wouldn't be a holiday around here without Grant and Caitlin Youngsma making a stop. If it's Halloween, they come by. Uh, if it's Valentine's Day, they come by. If it's Kwanzaa, they're going to stop in. <laughs> If it's any holiday, they will be here. Grant, Caitlin, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Jack. Um, Thanks for tuning in. Uh, This is a very, very special episode. I love Home Alone 1. I love Home Alone 2. I'm assuming that I love Home Alone 3. What do you guys think? You probably shouldn't assume, Jack. Might want to watch it first. You know what happens when we assume, folks? We watch Home Alone 3. That's yeah. what happens when we assume. Um, with that said, I just really uh, want to f- tell folks, um, if, you liked the, uh, if you liked the formula that Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 2 brought, especially Home Alone 1, um... And if you're just into that formula, maybe not any of the actors, maybe not any of the settings, but just, you know, the formula, you're probably going to like this movie, maybe. But if you thought Macaulay Culkin was a great child actor, which he was for a kid actor in that role, if you thought that uh, Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern were the ideal burglars, and I like the word burglar, um, then this movie will not be for you. Um, no one notable in this movie. Except young Scarlett Johansson. Young Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow, is here. You also get the dad from the middle in one role as a policeman. Um, we take our job very seriously. Ma'am. Um, so, when was the first time you guys saw this movie? Last night. Um, I probably saw it probably in the early 2000s. I wanna... Oh, you saw it a while back then? Yeah. Um, I won't give away the... Well, I'll say the date. It came out in 1997. So we're, we're sitting on the 20th anniversary of this movie. Can you believe that? Wow. Anniversary um, special. It is right an here. anniversary special. And that's right. by 20th Century Fox. Who just got bought by Disney, Disney, like everything else. They're going to take over the world. They already have. They already have. Um, so, anything else going on with you guys? Want to talk about? Vacation related? Are you excited about Christmas? Yes. Um, when this yes. airs, it may, may actually be post-Christmas. But it'll still be around the bubble that is Christmas. Um, anything you're thankful for? That we get to be off school for two weeks. Man, I love a break. I love a break. It's the best. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Um, almost as much as a snow day. Yep. A snow day would be great too. Which is another movie that we should do on this show because... It is horrible. It is bad. Um, let's look up something real quick before we get going too far here. I want to look up Alex DeLenz. This is a little kid from this movie. He was born uh, January 3rd, uh, 1989. He's not much older than us. No. Just here he is. Um, he is no longer acting. Is he still alive? Thank the Lord. He's still alive. Um, yeah, he had a nice run of movies. I hope he saved his money. Maybe he's in charge of stuff. No, no. He probably never got the chance to see Red Dragon when he was in that movie. He was in Red Dragon, wasn't he? Was Who's he playing in that movie? Mm. Young Francis Dollarhide, whoever that is. 
And he was actually Tarzan. Young Tarzan. Young Tarzan in the cartoon Tarzan. And he did the voice of Arnold in Hey Arnold uh, two uh, episodes, it looks like it. Weird. Only two? I don't understand why. Um, Guess the other Arnold was sick? I guess so. (laughs) Weird. Um, Have you guys... That's another horrible movie. Max Keeble's big move? Yep. Pretty stupid? Mm -hmm. He was in an episode of ER... He was on a lot of high quality things. Yeah. Touched by an angel. Uh, yeah. My brother's a pig. Tarzan. That's pretty big. Yeah. The Disney Tarzan movie? Yeah. The 99 one? That's probably the biggest. Ooh, wow. Yeah, that's pretty big for him now. Okay. Um, And an episode of Step by Step is Howie. So pretty awesome. Um,. Lois and Clark. Lois and Clark. And the Young and the Restless. Oh my gosh. It's in, in 1973. He's in One Fine Day. He wasn't with... even alive yet. How was he in that? Yeah, I don't understand. How's that possible? Oh, may... well. No. He was in, in 95. Oh, okay. So so IMDB has it has it when it you know, started. Yeah, as when it started, which amazing that Young and the Restless started in 1973. Um, four years. Very crazy. Cray cray. Um, did you guys like Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 2? Yes. Yes. We we usually watch them every Christmas. Those are some standards. It's cool. We, we like them. Um, we show, we showed, we shown, we, we showed my son um, Home Alone, the first one last Christmas. And I need to show him Home Alone 2. I don't think he's seen it. It's good. I it's like Donald Alone. Trump. It has Donald Trump in it, and it also has, uh, it's not a role of Julia, what's that guy's name? Anyway, he plays the, uh, uh, Rob Schneider. No, the concierge. He gets him his cheese pizza in the movie. Anyway, you could, you can imagine. Um, Home Alone 1, Home Alone 2, great stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you guys ever play the Home Alone... There's a Home Alone 2 video game on Super Nintendo. Did you guys ever play it? I think I've played it once. It was before. fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, you're Kevin, and you're in the hotel, in the Plaza Hotel. And um, it was fun. It was really fun. I don't, I don't know what else to tell you. It's kind of weird. It probably costs a lot of money to buy that game now. I bet if you had it, you could you know, resell it. some good money. It would be awesome, Blossom. Was he in an episode of Blossom? He was not, but he was in step by step, day by day. Oh my god. <laughs> the wacky he was in the wacky adventures of Ronald McDonald, the legend oh, of Grimace Island. Island. Oh my gosh. Oh my. Ladies and gentlemen, Alex D. Lenz. Give him a hand. Woohoo! Uh, oh gosh, we got a good register on that. And one. he played oh. Alex in this movie. It's true. Was it that? Really? Yeah, his name, his was, name Alex. was Alex. Is he Alex in every movie? Because he can't read his <laughs> lines. <laughs> I uh, think it's time uh, for some deets. The details of this movie. Um, Home Alone 3, directed by Raja Gosnell, produced by John Hughes. Unbelievable. John Hughes movie. He, he stayed on to do this movie. Uh, written by John Hughes again. What the heck, John Hughes? What are you thinking, dude? And, uh, wow, amazing. Home Alone 3, John Hughes. Um, starring Alex D. Lenz, Haviland Morris, uh, Olak Krupa as uh, the leader of the crooks, who's horrible, is nothing like Joe Pesci. Rhea Kilstek. Uh, as the female crook, and then a cast of thousands from there. Again, the dad from the middle is in this. Scarlett Johansson, who would get later go on to play in many, many movies, and uh, just do some great stuff. Um, Christopher Columbus was not involved with this. You guys know he does a big production company. That may be the big kicker. Maybe Chris Columbus, he went over to 20th Century Fox, and uh, yeah. Um, Nuts. Uh, initially, uh, they were going to do Home Alone 3 at the same time they were going to do Home Alone 2, and then that just fell through. Um, they, uh, 
nuts. They were going to have Macaulay Culkin in it, uh, but then uh, Culkin decided that he didn't want to do it. And so then they made this whole film uh, nuts. Not, uh, not what you wanted, friends. Not what you wanted. You want Macaulay in this kind of thing. With that said, um, we have, uh, it's an hour and two minutes. Did it feel like an hour and two minutes when you guys watched it? Did it feel long, short? It feels like it's a little bit what longer. That? 102 minutes. Hour and it's not an hour, minutes. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hour, hour and It'd be an hour and 40 minutes, sorry. Uh, release date, December 12th, 1997. The budget was $32 million. And a box office of $79 million. So, you know, it comes out during... Decent amount. Yeah. People were hoping to see a good movie. They were thinking Home Alone 1 and 2. Woof. That's all I got to say for you. Woof. Buzz's girlfriend. Woof. Or Fuller. You gotta sleep with Fuller tonight. And he still wets the bed. If he has something to drink, he'll wet the bed. Gosh. Oh, Fuller. That's a pretty good meme. Have you guys ever seen that meme online of Fuller drinking that Pepsi? And then he goes this. It's really funny. We'll look it up later. Uh, if you haven't got a chance, folks, look at that GIF, GIF, GIF meme. What, what, am, I, what am I calling it? JPEG. No. JPEG. It's a GIF. Or are we calling it a GIF? GIF. GIF? Okay. Um, That's what the cool kids call it, Jack. I'm calling it a GIF. What's, the, what's them gifts you kids are looking at? You know, they move like a picture that moves like from Harry Potter. What do they call it? GIF, GIF? A guy? <laughs> anyway. Um, who is who has been nominated for 30-second synopsis? That would be uh, Senor Grant. The man in the household? <clears throat> yes. Okay, you have 30 seconds to tell us all about Home Alone 3, or you will be left alone at home. On Christmas. On Christmas with the chicken pox and four international crooks are here to, to uh, take your toy car. Sounds good. Okay. Are you ready? Grant Youngsma, Home Alone 3, 30 seconds synopsis, and go. Go. Well, this is about Alex Pruitt, an eight-year-old boy, and he ends up getting the chicken pox, but the, there's four crooks, and they steal this toy car with this microchip in it that can control a bunch of missiles, and but then an old lady gets the car mistakenly, gives it to Alex, and the plot ensues. What will Alex do when he's up against four criminals? Mm. Find out. Pretty good. In Home Alone 3. You kind of read the box. Sometimes when people do these, you read the box, you know? The back of the box. That kind of sounds like a description that would be on the back of the box. I like it. Um, they should hire him to write it. You could write it. Um, That'd be a pretty good paying job. I'd love it. It would be awesome. All right. So, let us talk about a little bit of plot of this movie. Okay. Are you ready for the plot? Power yes. plot. Talk about the plot. So, little Kevin, as his friends call him, is no longer with us. I'm assuming the crooks got him and they killed him. That's horrible. And but he comes back in Home Alone 4. How do you explain that? Well, but it's not. It's, it's not. Ma huh? Marv and Harry beat him down God. in an alley. So far, you kid. I'm sure there's some something. I'm not sure what, but something. Um. So, uh, Kevin is not around. So we have to we have to go to Alex Pruitt, an eight year old boy. Um, <laughs> what? A child with a high a IQ. Description is a child with a high IQ. This is from uh, this is actually from the uh, dirt sheets where they're uh, casting. This is from the casting sheets we're reading. Honestly, he's a pretty smart kid in this movie. Well, he better be to be able to do the things he did. <laughs> like the stuff that he figured out. I was like, holy cow. Yeah, that's like Kevin though too. I remember the other thing that I was asking myself throughout this entire movie was how that toy car yeah. did all of that stuff. Uh, the toy car is relentless. Um, like it literally can break through fences. It can get out of a heap of laundry. Yeah. It can jump, it can across, jump across from one yard, from to, one yard to another. All with that heavy like camera on the back of it. Like it it's wouldn't... like 
How does it do all of this? It can outrun a car. <laughs> yeah. True. Darn true. Um, so, four international crooks. Um, they are working. We find this out later. The FBI tell us that they are North Korean they're terrorists. Korean. I, yes. I'm just saying they say it in the movie too. They do. They're oh, these are North Korean terrorists. They look what? American to me. Kim Jong Un. Well, this would be Kim Jong. Yeah, is that Un? Yeah. The dad. Oh, yeah, I guess the main guy. He does. That's always calling him. He looks. Uh, oh, that Asian. guy. Is. They, they're but like the they're other, like uh, they're like mercenaries for hire, aren't they? Yeah. But the other three, yeah, the main. Which four he's in his nice seafood. Mob boss. His area. Only is with the uh, fish tank behind him. Which he could be at any seafood restaurant in the world at this point filming this. Red lobster. Um, so they are uh, they are hired terrorists. They have stolen a missile guidance system. No, they haven't stolen it. They someone else stole it. They buy it. They buy it. So they have uh, they have this. Um, but they want to hide it to get it through customs. And they've got to put it inside of this remote control car. Pretty savvy idea, right? But then... They have it in this bag. The bag looks like everyone else's bag. The Parisian, whatever that is. What is that? Do we know I what don't that know. Is? Okay. But everyone has a bag with that on it. The lady, uh, we find out, Mrs. Hess, who's the old crag that lives in the neighborhood. In the first movie, we had the old salt uh, murderer guy. Oh, yeah. And then um, we have the yeah. bird lady. We have the bird lady. Now we have old lady Miss Hess. Who is going, if you go, Grant, if you were to go and shovel her driveway, she would stiff you on paying you for the driveway payment. Just because. It's going to make you tougher in life. Did you know it's incredibly rude to scratch yourself in the presence of a lady? She, he didn't know at the time he's scratching himself <laughs> because he's got the uh, child shingles. He has the same thing, the same virus that gives you shingles as an adult. But gives you the chicken, chicken pox. pox. Um, I think if a North Korean were to get chicken pox, it might kill them because of their poor health. Makes oh. me sad. The North Korean people are sad. What happened to the crooks when they got it? Now they're in trouble. They were. They're they were, supposedly North Koreans. They're so. well. They're not really North Korean. They're 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 ex, they're expatriates of some government. Some Mother group. Russia. Mother Russia. Oh, Rusev. All right. Sorry, I got excited. Um. Lana and Rusev. Um, so, they steal... I know I got loud there. Um, they uh, steal the... or they, they hide the chip. They go through customs. They get the bags mixed up. And then all of a sudden, they lose the bags because old Miss Hess, Takes the old it. crag in the neighborhood... We don't know that she has a heart of gold yet, though. I can't say that. Mm-mm. But... but much like the salt, the salt murderer guy who embalms his people in salt, or mummifies them in salt, and much like the bird lady who doesn't care about humans, only cares about birds, we dehumanize Mrs. Hess, even though she is a real jerk in the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. She is. He does. She does pay little Kevin, Kevin, baby Kevin, uh, little Alex, um, with the remote, the remote control, control car, car that because is her bag. Her bag of bread. Yeah, her bag of bread, her baguettes. That she got from San Francisco. Yes, Mrs. Hess's baguettes got switched in uh, the airport. She left her bread in San Francisco. Oh, and she's mad about it. You can have this car. I have no use for this car. And so he's probably pretty pumped, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty good. Then. Got so old Miss, Hess, old Miss Hess came through for us, right? Right. She finally paid him. Thanks, Miss Hess. For doing the, the shoveling. Yes. And so, anyway, he gets home. While he was standing there, though, he was itching. And Miss Hess said, it's rude for you to itch. Um, so, she, uh, he gets home. He realizes, because he takes his shirt off, and then realizes, I've got chicken pox. Ah! And then he does a scream like Kevin, his cousin or something. Um, and they do live in Chicago, by the way. And that's yeah. where Kevin's from. Yeah. So, there's some magic in the air in Chicago, apparently. Maybe it's the same neighborhood. What would have been cool is if they would have said it was the same house. That would have been cool. Yeah. I would have appreciated it. Totally different, though. Yeah. Um, And then there's be some magic in this house to be able to ward off terrorists Mm -hmm. and be able to save everyone. With that said, basically from here on, Kevin is left home, latchkey kid style, 
with his, uh, because his mom has a business thing. Yeah, she's some sort of realtor or something like that. Yeah, and someone's forgotten. She keeps having to go into work. Yes, and she leaves him at home, and he's at home, for, like you said, Caitlin, how long? Like a whole week. Like five days straight. Like forever. Like it seems like forever. And wow. Mrs. Hess And I was like, how long does the chicken packs last? Exactly. Like or the box. And then Mrs. Chicken Hess packs? says the... Chicken packs. I packed chicken. The watchful babysitter. What'd you say? And then Mrs. Hess is the watchful babysitter next door. Yeah. If he has any problems, he's supposed Ms. to Oh, Miss Hess her. is next door. Run your car over there and she'll tell you what to do. So they, um... So he is uh, home alone, and the crooks start to case the neighborhood, you know, wet bandit, sticky bandit style, and they're looking. They rent. They rent the house. They rent a house. Yeah. Um, and so they rent a house so they can do surveillance. They've plotted out the whole neighborhood. Someone keeps calling the cops on them. Young Alex keeps getting in trouble for calling the cops on him. And no one believes them. No one believes them. The boy who cried wolf. Exactly. So he um, then basically does it Kevin style, sets up the house, um, all kinds of crazy contraptions. Uh, oh, first of all, let's talk about this remote control car. The it car can do anything. It's the best remote control car of all time. <laughs> it can literally do anything. It's, it goes full, full speed all the time. It goes uh, nonstop and it is invincible. It's invincible. It will. It, he tapes a a camcorder mm -hmm. and has a live feed on it. How did he pull that off? I have a live it. feed onto his TV in his house. Yeah, I didn't understand yeah. how that was possible. And, I don't know and this remote control car can. I mean, it's like three houses down. And it can reach all the way into his house. And Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, the crooks eventually. The main bad guy is in a house. He sneaks into the back of the house. Is that Miss Hess's house that they're in? When this all goes down with the with the, with the pile of clothes? No, that's I somebody else's. So. That's somebody else's. So oh, they also the lady the lady crook stole steals a dog. Yeah, from um, the neighborhood. Who is a friend of his? And his dog's been missing. So anyway, they um, so they uh, he he runs his car up and is videoing them, and the crook eventually grabs it, takes the. The video cassette out of it, mm -hmm. yeah. and he still is able to watch it. He gets the car out of there, goes through a fence. Um, it leaves tread marks on the girl. On the crook. lady's face. Yes, and then it uh, jumps into an entire differently different yard over the fence. It outruns a minivan. So this true. It can do anything. Now, some there are remote control cars in the world that can't do that, but they're gas powered. That's actually true. Really? Yeah, they are. But this one is a battery power one, which yeah. it never runs out of batteries. Um, so, with that said, he knows it's on now because they've cased out every other house, and they're going to come to his house. His house. To, and they, they catch on to him. They yeah. Know, they know that he's, yeah. he's on to him. And so... Uh, and they know he has the car. Yep. And so they're, they're coming after. into his house, but he is prepared. He's looked at the Kevin uh, McAllister manifesto, mm -hmm. which is he, probably on the early the early internet at this point. He's done his homework. Yes, he set up many many traps. He's not set up a dancing Michael Jordan of any kind. But yeah, he, I forgot about that. But he has, he has the, the lady in the shower though. Oh, he does, doesn't he? And the and the the, and, the birds and the parrot. Okay, so two animals. And a rat, yep. Okay. And he has rat, yeah. scabbers from Harry Potter, the rat. What's the rat's name? Oh, yeah, Doris. Doris the rat. Doris. And what's the parrot's name? I, I don't know what the, the parrot's name is. He uses the parrot, though, uh, to use a mimic, uh, to, to mimic and make the cook. Want a cracker? Yeah. Double or nothing? Safe. Exactly. The, the, he's in there, um, It's which is essentially the uh, uh, mobster video from the first one. Uh, that's how he gets that one out. Uh, you know, Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. This time, I, I have the pair. I forgive you, but my Tommy gun don't. I'll give you the count of ten. Keep the change. Ten. Keep the change, you filthy animal. animal. That's what it is. Yep. Um, he also paints a gun up that's a uh, bubble <laughs> gun and a uh, dark gun. Dark gun. And uh, so then the crook thinks that's the case. Anyway, so the hilarity ensues. The uh, crooks are shocked to death. 
the cook, the cooks, the cooks <laughs> at school were serving up delicious mashed potatoes <laughs> and brown rice. Anyway, um, they, uh, the crooks are tricked, tarted, feathered. They are, they are all over the place. Uh, they are, they're trying to get to Kevin. Did they ever catch? Oh no, Kevin, Alex. Alex. Did they ever catch him? They get close. They get close. Uh, Unger, what? Yeah, Unger thinks he sees him go into a closet. And that's about as close as they get. Yeah, so they never really get escape Until the main bad guy corners them with Mrs. Hess. Yeah. Yeah. Because they've got Mrs. Hess tied up in her house. So she can't help. Yeah. And then he goes over to set her free and the guy's just hiding out in there. They've got her in the garage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Yep. With the door open. she's freezing. Yeah. Pretty mean. Yeah. And they have her duct taped. Yeah, her mouth duct taped, her hands, her legs are all duct taped to the chair. And and then Alex pulls out the, what he thinks is, well, the guy thinks it's actually a real gun and he points it at him. But it's actually just a bubble gun. Bubble gun. But he runs away because he thinks it's the real thing. My favorite part's where they're at the top of the house and they assume that this trampoline is going to hold them. Oh and they gosh. jump from the top of the house. And they fall into the pool. Which he smart, he smartly puts the trampoline right above their pool. How, which, did, how wide it is makes this, the pool look like it's next to it. How wide is this trampoline, though? Because I don't know of a trampoline that can reach all the way across the pool. I don't know either. And why does their pool still have water in it? Yeah. yeah they're in the pretty middle bad of the winter. And it's like frozen over. Yeah. And all their pipes are going to freeze and ruin their pool. These yeah. people, these people have a very... Now, Dad is a, is on the road and stuff. Yeah. I guess. He's gone a lot. He's not really in the movie much, I feel like. Cause he's like it doesn't time. really talk about what he does, really. We just um, know he travels. Yeah, he's out on the open highways, I'm sure. Um, my favorite my favorite part's when the lady falls down the elevator. Shaft, oh a little mini elevator, and he takes the bottom board out so she just falls straight oh down. My gosh. And then when they carry her out, she's just like this tangled up mess. She's basically a contortionist. Now. Yeah. God, uh, this movie lacks some of the uh, well thought out slapstick comedy that the first one had. Uh, what was your favorite gag from the first two Home Alone movies? I have one specifically that I love the most. Think about it. Um, my personal favorite, I can't, I think it's in the second one, where he sends the paint cans down and hits them, oh and they sends that huge like barbell or whatever it is, and it knocks them all the way into the basement. That's my favorite one. I really enjoy from the first one. The tar foot gets his shoes all tarred up, gets his socks all tarred up, gets his foot all tarred up, and then he starts walking up the stairs and then he steps on a nail. I, I, and I remember watching that thinking that would be the worst thing I can imagine. Your foot's covered in tar and then you literally jam a nail through your foot. And hadn't he already stepped on the Christmas ornaments or is that after that? Ooh, gosh. So his toe really took a beating. Yes. Badly. Badly. What's your favorite? I don't know. I'm trying to think Um, of which which ones I like. So uh, which one? Um, I think it's in the first movie and they're Kevin's in the treehouse, but they don't really know he's in there. <laughs> and so they decide that they're gonna venture out onto the little zip line thing and try to get to him. Yes. Or try to figure out where he went and then he like cuts they're the about wire. Halfway. And they just go tumbling down. The best part about uh, here's the thing. The best part about everyone, the formula for Home Alone one and two is that you have Kevin who as a child actor Macaulay Culkin very solid this kid's not bad 
No. As a child actor. I'll, no, I'll accept not. it. I'll accept yeah. it. I have to. There's no choice. You're telling me they couldn't have gotten some person that was really good at physical comedy to do this? I mean, the whole point of Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern, especially Daniel Stern, by the way, even though Joe Pesci's facial expressions are good, mm-hmm. Daniel Stern, physical comedy-wise, is so good. These bad guys aren't very funny. No, and, and, and you, it's just these guys. They're just guys. Those two guys were fun to watch just slip on ice and then just boom, and then just get hammer the ground. Just hammer the ground. I love it. So much fun. The shocking one, the shock seat thing, I thought it looked stupid. Like, I just, I just thought it looked really goofy. Anyway. When he was on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, guys, as you can figure, just spoiler alert, if you haven't already watched this movie, you don't have to now because I'm going to spoil it for you. He does not die in this. As you figure, four adults that had a kid that was trying to kill them, essentially. They do not stop him. He wins. The police arrive. The right? FBI arrives. The FBI arrives. To get the chip. It took mom, um, help. It, it took mom and uh, the brother and sister of Scott Johansson to kind of go for go to bat for him a little bit. The FBI arrive and all is fine, right? Um, but there's one bad guy that's missing. The guy they've been looking for for seven years. Oh. And, and he's he- hidden in the igloo. So he escaped. But then the bird. But then the bird saves the day. Tell me about it. Tell us about it. Wrap it up for us. Um, well, he's hidden in the igloo, and the bird, he's on the remote control car, right? And he he drives in, and... So he tries to give him and a he cracker. Tries to, the, the bad guy tries to give the bird a cracker, and he's like, what does he say? Double or nothing. And then he... He... He lights, lights the, the fireworks. On, on, he lights them, the fireworks and they start shooting off. So then they figure out he's in there. And they get him. <sighs> and then, while they're taking their mug shots. Guess what they have? They have the chicken pox. The chicken pox. Every grade school kid's worst nightmare. Yep. Don't pick those things. Not good. I feel like it's probably even worse as an adult. I can you imagine. Uh, and actually, we're going to take some time right now to talk about the danger of shingles in adults. Just joking. Not going to spend any time on that. Okay. If you have them, I'm sorry. Uh, Probably not very fun. No. And if you had chicken pox and then you got shingles, very sorry. Wish that wouldn't have happened to you. Um, anything else before we end the plot? Nothing? I don't think so. I wish Kevin was in this movie. Me too. I really wish that Kevin was in this movie. Um, then you might want to watch Home Alone 4. Oh, vomit. Um, I think, which is straight, straight made-for-TV movie, basically, um, I just can't believe, folks, that this is where we're at with this movie franchise. I get it. I understand. It was hard to pull together, and that kid got too old. The kid got too old. My gosh. Come on, Macaulay Culkin. Why didn't you stay Benjamin Button style? Anyway. Um, okay. So there's the plot for you. Uh, great stuff. Um, you guys want to... Uh, let's talk about some good to bads. Uh, what are some goods in this movie? Some goods. Um... <laughs> okay. I'll well, start it off. Let's yeah. see. Long pause. I, I would say the goods are, for the most part, the bad guys aren't the best, but... Alex comes up with some good pranks. I mean, he turns the swimming pool backwards to make it look like it's there. Um, That was pretty ingenious. He takes the bottom out of the elevator and electrocutes him a couple times. It's a grand old time for them. I um, very much liked um, the fact that the remote control car was his gadget because in Home Alone 1 and 2 he had some gadgets so if nothing else the remote control car helped move the plot along and uh, made things possible that would normally be impossible for him. Caitlin, any goods? 
I mean, I thought that the kid that played Alex did a good job. Yeah, he was. He was a cute kid. I mean, he was a cute kid, and he was he pretty was, solid. Yeah, he was really smart to come up with all the stuff that he did, and I I thought he did a good job. Um, what about some bads in this movie? Because I think there are many bads. First of all, if you were given, or let's say the the, the uh, thirty-two million dollars, is this something you would choose to do? Probably not. Thirty-two million dollars to do whatever you want with it. No. In the in the world. I mean, it's you could have made a lot to live up to because you got Home Alone one and two before you. So. You could have made thirty-two people millionaires just by not or making this movie. You could have made this movie. <laughs> or made this movie. It sucks mm-hmm. when you think about it that way. There are so many other things we could have done with this money. Uh, I said this about the Transformers movie oh, a couple months ago, and it was made for hundreds of millions of dollars, and you just go, why? Why? Mm-hmm. Just because. Hollywood's built up around a lot of write-offs and a lot of just debts and people, quote-unquote, not actually making money off things and blah, blah, blah. Um, okay. Could we have got some better bad guys? Yes. Like that, I said. That would be the bad part for me. I think if you got some physical comedy going on. Mm-hmm. That would have made it better. Um, Like, surely they could Well, they probably didn't. They could have got Joe or Daniel. With the right amount of money. But I'm sure they probably didn't want They could have gotten Randy Quaid. Well, they kind of had you know, to do it. They could have totally, gotten Uncle Eddie. They kind of had to Eddie. do totally different people because they had no more Kevin McAllister. So I felt but like they, they kind of had to make it. Name. They could have found something. They could have found better villains for this. Yeah, no, you know I what I'm saying. They, and they had to regret that later. And they, they just go, man. Which they kind of went with like almost like the smarter approach for the thieves instead of the dumber approach. Yeah, and the dumber is better. Idiots, idiots. We want idiots. Um, so weird. Oh my gosh! Uh, overall, pretty stupid. I can't believe that the Chicago Sun Sun Times gave this film positive review, three out of four stars. It fit fresh, very funny, better than the first two. Are you kidding Lies. me? Chicago Sun Times. I wish I knew. Roger Ebert said that. What? Roger Ebert. Why? 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 And it got a 30% oh. on Rotten Tomatoes. It, won a, it was nominated for a Golden Raspberry Award for a worst remake or sequel. I would have to agree with that nomination. Where it lost to Speed 2. Speed 2 it, for a Golden Raspberry. Oh, doesn't that have Sandra Bullock in it? Sandra Bullock with Jason Patrick, not Keanu Reeves. So anyway, there you go on that one. Uh, any other bads? I just thought that the fact that he was home for so long with the chicken pox and the fact that he was left alone so much, I mean, that would never happen these days. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. He was, that his mom just went to work, left him at home by himself. Um, let's do this. Let's rate this movie. Okay. One to five horribles. Let's really think about this here. One being pretty bad. Five being unbelievable. Um, a few weeks ago... Um, we watched The Room, which unbelievable. It's 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 the worst movie we've we've ever done on this show, and it was a solid five. Like there was no other way around it. It was going to be a five. How does this rank as far as really crappy movies you've seen over time? One to five. Think about it. How's this? How does this compare to other movies? Uh, we've done? Deck the Halls. From last Christmas. I'd say this is definitely Is that what you guys did last Christmas? Yes. I'd say it's better than Deck the Halls. Um, we've done some pretty horrible movies on this podcast. That's so true. I, I want to say this is probably, for me, a one or a two. Okay. Because I didn't, I didn't yeah. think it was as bad as some of the other movies we've done. Okay. I was going to say a two as well. As well. Um, I'm giving it a three just because they took a quality Christmas movie franchise and they made it 
so bad for me. The kid probably could have been something okay. But these villains, I don't understand why. They could have gotten Newman. I'm sure Newman from Seinfeld. You could have paid him money. Uh, what's his name? Knight. His last name's Knight. I might get it wrong. I love Seinfeld. I can't think of his name. They could have gotten him to do it. I, you're telling me Kramer wouldn't, wouldn't have done this? I bet they could have gotten Kramer. And he's great at physical comedy. Throwing so, one of the Three Stooges, something like that. Will Sasso would work. Um, was Chris Farley still alive? Now that would have been fun. Is was, that is that the guy from uh, Saturday Night Live? Or David Spade? Throw him Who's in the there. Who's the guy from Tommy Boy? Chris Tin. Chris Farley. That's Chris Farley. Yeah. Okay. He would have been great. Let's see if he was still alive. Then he died. You know he died. Yeah, he died December eighteenth, nineteen ninety seven. Oh, probably after he watched Home Alone three. Yeah, about the same time. I knew it was close. Bam. Woof. That's a great actor right there. I love him. Um. Anyway, they could have got him. He still would have been doing things before that. He died real young. Um, anyway, so there it is. Um, let's talk about your Christmas movies you guys have done, on the, or your movies you've done on the show before. Uh, from Justin to Kelly. What else? All, All about, about Steve. All about Steve. I forget that one. The Notebook. The Note. Oh, my gosh. Deck the Halls. Deck the Halls. And our last one. Hocus Pocus. Oh, yeah. That, that's the other holiday. Oh, Halloween Town. And Halloween Town. Yes, you guys have did. You guys have done two Halloweens in a row, and you've done two Christmases in a row. And we've done Fired Up. Oh, yeah, Fired Up. You guys have been frequent flyers on here. You know, um, we have, we're closing in on 100 episodes. You guys? We are so excited for this. We're going to do a uh, 100th episode. It's going to be a live episode. We're gonna have a live studio audience. We're gonna have lots of giveaways and fun, uh, and it's gonna be all for a good cause. Which is uh, we've undecided charity. We have two of them. Oh. Uh, we're kind of working through working through right now. Gotcha. Uh, not that we don't want both of them to do it, but we feel like focusing on ones would be better. Anyway, that's coming down the pipe. Not don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. It's coming down the pipe. It's gonna be so much peak. fun. Sneak peek coming down coming down the pipe. Anyway. Your guys, what's your favorite movie that you've done on the show? Of the like six you've done now, like as far as our the one we think in. is the most horrible or are the, the one that we like the best? Out of them. You guys are closing in on doing a tenth of the episodes on the show, and since we make four million dollars a year doing this podcast, do you guys feel entitled to a tenth of the income? No. What if we did? We work for pretty cheap, Jack. What if we? What if we did make millions doing this podcast, and you and I had had you on a tenth of the episodes? Wouldn't you feel a little bit like, where's our cut of that? Yeah. I would. I would. But we're me. also that good friends. Where? Well, you are we're, that good. We're friends. willing to help you out. You are, but there is a point where if we'd made millions off of it, yeah. I mean, I should. I could have thrown you a few. You know, maybe a thousand. A few little Debbie snack cakes here and there. You did buy us blizzards last time we were on. I did. That was you were you you were on in a pinch, I think, and that's the Was that Halloween Town? Yep. That wasn't a pinch. That was just fun. Halloween. Halloween town. fun. I um, would, I would say the best moment was when we were on for the notebook, we watched it at Cross Point Fellowship. It was good, and there's a scene in there that probably shouldn't have been watched at Cross Point. Anyway, I digress. I think my favorite moment was uh, from Justin to Kelly. I want to wish upon Oh a my star. gosh. <laughs> I wanted to do a, um, that first year I wanted to do a um, award show. An right? award show. And I guess I could still do that. Maybe next Christmas is the award show. Um, or maybe during award season. I, I could still do that, couldn't I? Yeah. See how many people I could get to be on it? Around like Oscars time. I need a live audience, so and I've got the live show coming up. Do I just do it then? I feel like I need to do a regular episode then, though. Maybe not. You could do a little like segment, maybe. It'd be too long. Yeah. Out of 100 episodes. I guess I could talk about that. I don't know. I'm not sure what I'm doing yet. I've got something drawn Best up. Best song from a movie. Yeah, yeah that, would, that would definitely that be would on win. My I gosh. Think. My gosh, uh, that would be ridiculous. Let's talk about this real quick. Um, it is December. The hot, uh, the hot plate uh, trade stuff is coming along right now. Uh, Grant, you are a professed Cubs fan. You're mm -hmm. in Cardinal Country. You're in St. Louis Cardinal Country, where you live. 
but you are a professed Cubs fan. How do you feel about your trade so far and what your Cubbies have been doing? Tell us about your offseason, Cubs well, fan. So far, the Cubs have played it pretty safe. Their big hopes, which a lot of the reporters have been building this up, is Bryce Harper becomes a free agent after next year. What? And Chris Bryant, who plays for the Cubs, third Luke, baseman. Is that Luke Bryant's brother? I don't think so. Okay. But they're supposedly really good friends, so they're kind of connecting the dots that maybe Bryce Harper, after this year, will join the Cubs. But I would say they're still going to make the playoffs. The Cardinals will end up finishing second to them again, probably. But I would say they need one more pitcher, I would say, to get them over the hump and maybe get back to the World Series again. Hmm. Well, there you go. Um, were you disappointed this year? Mm, not really. Um, I was kind of surprised they made it as far as they did with the way some of their players were playing. So, And the Dodgers were just on a roll. The Cubs caught them at the wrong time. But, I mean, it's still pretty amazing that a team that won the World Series in over 100 years has been to the National League Championship Series three years in a row now. It's crazy. We're having a good run. Yep. Way to go, Theo Epstein. Yeah, he's We good. would love to have you on this podcast. He's solid. He, he called the other day. He said he'd love to do it, but he can't because uh, he has to go and uh, trim the ivy off the <sighs> outfield wall. Um, Caitlin, you are living with and married to this Cubs fan. Uh, yeah. Were you, when you were in high school, where you're like, I'm going to marry a Cubs fan? No. Didn't really cross my mind. Did you like baseball when you were in high school? Mm, I mean, I didn't hate it, but it wasn't like my favorite thing in the wasn't world. Your jam. What uh, did you like? The Cardinals? Did you like the Royals? Where you're just um, like, man. I was just kind of undecided. Have you watched more baseball in like how long have you guys been married? Three years? Four years? Three years. Uh, have you watched more baseball in the last three years than than you ever have thought you'd ever watch? Yes. Um. What stadium do you guys been to? Have you been to Wrigley? Not Grant together. Has, I haven't. We've uh, been to uh, Bush? Kaufman and Bush. Kaufman. And we, we went to Kaufman this year. And then we went to AT&T when we were in San Francisco. Well, that's cool. And then you, we've been to and Target. To the field. Twins, yeah. That's cool. You know, in San Francisco, they have great baguettes, and you can get your uh, remote control car and your bread mixed up. Cool. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, now, you guys are going to go home for, or you're going to go to uh, South Dakota? Yes, yeah. we're going to go see Frank. Uh, now, Frank Dakota, of uh, those of you who don't know, is the uh, tourism boy. Uh, he's the, what is he? He is the director of tourism for the state of South Dakota, which mm -hmm. he's named after. His dad, uh, his dad's name was Ted Dakota, and uh, his dad's name was Dodge Dakota. And this is the line of, people that are very, very committed. And passionate. And passionate about South Dakota. Hopefully um, you guys saw the nice float in the Macy's Day. Yeah, right? and he was yeah. in, Frank Dakota was in the uh, Thanksgiving Day Parade. Which he had some crazy travel issues, which... Oh, well, yeah, that's well documented. Um, he went to... Uh, I mean, he went all over the place. Uh, can you name some of the, the side stops he went to? We, we, we were described because, you know, you're a family and everything. Well, he was originally in Rapid City, and then he was going to fly out to Billings, Montana. But then he got redirected to Ontario, Canada. Oh, my gosh. And he just told the Macy's Day people, I don't know if I'm going to make it. And they were like, we will have you on the next flight out of there because you're that important. So he's in Toronto. Yes. Where no, Ontario. He's in Ontario. So where, 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 where's his next stop then? Then he flew into some remote. This is like Flat Stanley. Frank Dakota is much like Flat Stanley. He's all over the country. He flew into some remote airport in New York and they hopped on a charter bus. Well, I heard this too. I read this. I read this in his blog. He has an online blog called uh, Frank Frank Dakota 
uh, Frank Dakota uh, blog extraordinaire. Hold on, that was my. I've got to take my pills. Um, so I, uh, Frank Dakota, uh, Albany. He then he went had to go to back to, up to Newfoundland. He had a water landing in Newfoundland, and then he uh, goes to Albany, Buffalo, Newfoundland, back to uh, Billings, Montana, because a geese flew in a, a goose flew into the engine. Then he had to hop on a Greyhound out of Billings. He drove back to Fargo, North Dakota, and then all the way ended up back in Rapid City. He so is this an whole American trip, hero. Just to get to the Macy's Day Parade, to stand on the parade and clap his hands while um, while CeeLo Green sang uh, uh, one of his hits, which I'm not sure what, what his hits are other than Forget You. I don't know either. Anyway, uh, that's it. Frank Dakota's trip to get to the Macy's Day Parade. I really hope that we can have a visit from Frank next time. Uh, we, we, we record maybe maybe the 100th episode I'll, I'll try to get uh, the South Dakota Tourism Board to sponsor that would be awesome uh, maybe Frank could fly in and make a picture I mean like I said they fly him all over the place to do this but uh, anyway well, guys I really appreciate you coming on today um, it's a great uh, holiday tradition for you guys to come on and do a show um, thanks so much we really tradition, appreciate it tradition like any other it the is, horrible movie podcast yes. on and CBS. This is the yes. year anniversary of uh, Michelle <gasps> coming to life. Oh, we love you, Michelle. Maybe you'll come to the hundredth episode too, uh, guys. Thanks so much. Bye bye. The horror movie podcast is heard weekly on great stations like eighty-eight point one KZ eighty-eight South Central Missouri's Public Radio, one hundred four point one Caps Media in Ventura, California, one hundred three point five WADR Janesville, Wisconsin, and one hundred five point five KFGM Missoula, Montana. From Missouri to Missoula, the horror movie podcast is available for download on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at the horrible